What's going on? This is episode five. I am with Eric Water of the NBA ESPN Reporter. Well, I said that wrong, but he is an ESPN reporter for the NBA. He covers Midwest basketball, Detroit Pistons, Milwaukee, all that going on in the Midwest. He's from Flint, Michigan. How you doing today, Eric? Man, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm, I'm blessed this morning. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, I just... Uh, uh, I'm glad I'm glad to have you on today. Uh, I know it's been a while. I know I've been talking to you through LinkedIn, and I'm glad I'm glad to get you on, my man. It's it's great to get a uh, an actual like a, well I want to say a real well it's real but just a more popular opinion which you are uh, and you're known of and uh, I I did enjoy your 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 Derek Rose story which was really impressive, man. Yeah, appreciate that, man. Any anytime, man. Anytime. So. Um, I want to go and ask you a question. Do you think, like, straight up, do you think James Harden will actually, actually be here by Wednesday uh, versus OKC, in your opinion? Man, it's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of weird, man, because it's like Houston's in a tough position. You know, they don't want to just, obviously, he don't want to be there. But then again, they can't just give him away without getting the most, you know, the best deal for them. So. You know, he showed that he's not committed, you know, to being there, I think, by not, you know, coming straight there during training camp. And uh, I think for them, man, they they, they got to get the best deal for them. So I wouldn't – I'm hearing all the talks and everything, but I'm I'm not sure at this point. You know, I know that's kind of weak of me saying it, but if it was me a betting man, I would say he would be there because I don't think they're going to pull it off that quick. But who knows, man? I mean, who, I, who knows? Yeah. I think he'll be here too. Honestly, um, if he gets traded, it will probably mid season or if not after season. Uh, yeah, I mean, after the season. And like uh, before, I want to let you know something. Uh, I, I had I had a CBS reporter on here, uh, Sam Quinn. Uh, Sam Quinn. Uh, uh, Sam Quinn. I don't know if you heard of him or uh, Samuel uh-huh. Quinn. He mentioned uh, the Toronto Raptors and, of course, the Boston. Uh, the well, not the Boston Celtics, but of course, the Toronto Raptors uh, getting inside the Harden deal. Now. Uh, granted, uh, Granado of ESPN Houston, where I work at ESPN 975, uh, he basically said that Boston and Philly are not activated inside the James Harden trade. Um, he's a source, he said that. And, and but my friend, well, I would say friend, but an associate of mine said, pay a watch for Toronto because they might send a Siakam package, including if not now, I predicted. Not maybe like a few weeks ago, saying keep an eye on Boston because someone was telling me, man, Boston ain't gonna do that. Like Danny Ainge said, he wasn't gonna do it, and Danny Ainge just said a lot of things. He's like Daryl Morey, like he says a lot of things, and I never thought he would trade. He, I never thought he would trade Kimber Walker, but I, of course, Boston was looking to take a next step because you really can't win with Jalen Brown. Now, if you add James Harden and Kimber Walker and Jason Tatum, that elevates your game completely. And I think, uh, of course, if you send Toronto, I'm pretty sure James would ever go to Boston than, than Toronto because, you know, you got Kyle Lowry, but I mean, it's not, it's not Boston. But in, in reality, man, like, what, what's your opinion on, on on that? Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, that, that Toronto, you know, Toronto or Boston, I, I can get it, but I can see it. But I, I'm also wondering, like, what we Houston want to return? They're seeing. How many picks, you know, Milwaukee gave away to get Drew Holiday, and I'm I'm sure they're looking at like, man, 
you know, we, this is James Harden. He's been an MVP, you know, so they're probably looking around and it, it really depends on what they're, what they're going to want. And how willing is James Harden to change his game? Cause you're not going to be able to go to many other organizations playing that ISO basketball. So, you know, is he willing to change his game? Is he willing to try to become a champion? I think teams will want to see that as well. But I think at this point, you know, all those different scenarios, it sound fun, it sound cool, but I'm also more than anything just looking to see how he can adapt his game at this phase because that how he's been playing is just it's, it's not going to win a title. Hey, Eric, uh, what do you think about James Harden's professionalism? Uh, honestly, uh, he's been able to just, you know, come to practice. He's been able to talk aside. He's, he's been able to enjoy his teammates, if not help them at times, uh, construct them. Through whatever, through whatever they need, and show them, you know, how to do a, how to do a play correct or what move to do. Basically, he's just he's just he's engaged. Uh, what do you think? Of, what do you think about James Harden's professionalism? Well, I didn't think it was professional, you know, for him to you know be out partying without a mask and that, that you know, is the, true. The social media, I thought that wasn't professional. But you know, every interaction I've had with James Harden hasn't been hasn't been bad. You know, um, you know, I covered him when I was. Uh, working for I covered the Utah Jazz for two years before I started with ESPN and you know the Jazz played uh the Rockets two years in a row and every experience I had with James he was he was pretty good. I remember one time I asked him about uh the nosebleed celebration and uh he, he didn't he didn't answer it was vague that you know he didn't really give me an answer to it but you know he it was just a, like a funny moment. So you know I, I can't speak of you know any I'm not around him every day but just speaking on the times I've been around it has been bad, but I didn't think it was professional not to come to training camp right, right when it started. Yeah, that 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 wasn't professional at all, and that's the thing I didn't like about James. I'm thinking about James. It's okay for James to ask for a trade, uh, and but just show up at training camp and just give Houston all you can give before you leave, so you can be so you can be welcomed back and remembered. But the way the way you're like when I when I was at the game uh, when they were playing against the San Antonio Spurs on Thursday night, last Thursday night. People said he got booed. I didn't really hear boos, but they said he got yeah. booed. Well, it was just, it wasn't that many people in Toyota Center, but it was a decent, it was, it was a decent amount of folks. But you, right. you can't bring everybody in there because of COVID. So and plus everybody is spread out. So uh, that's that's part of the reason. But I think uh, I just to answer you, man, Harden, James, James is uh, when it comes to questions. I mean, uh, if you ask like, a really good one, he'll give you a good response. If you ask like an awkward one, like I, I ain't gonna lie, I sucked at asking James questions when I was when I was interning first with ESPN. I was terrible. Yeah. Like he would just look at me like, oh yeah, uh, I, I don't <laughs> know, or uh, uh, I don't, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, when uh, I guess. Uh, but James is, um, he's a character, man. But I think uh, you know James is a good guy. I just think he. I, I want him to get his priority straight, you know, being a particular club without a mask, you know, just not, uh, you know, not showing up training camp on time. But the the fact that Silas has been able to be patient and been able to talk to him and show him how to, you know, what he wants in the offense. And like, I, when I watched the Samson Spurs, he like, he looked good inside Steven Silas' offense, of course, with Christian Wood and with John Wall. So in my opinion, it's like, do you think, like he's convinced, like this is like my last chance, and can I win a championship with Houston this year with this team? Uh, mentally, it just you know from everything I'm reading, it don't seem like he's engaged with this team at all. So uh, I'm not sure where his thoughts is, but from just watching from the outside looking in, I definitely uh, it it doesn't seem like he's super engaged. But um, shout out to the Rockets for always. I mean, he's had some of the greatest teammates throughout his career, man. I mean, you know them being willing to 
you know, continue to surround him with talent. I mean, you know, from Dwight Howard to Chris Paul to Russell Westbrook, you know, he's had solid teammates. And now it's kind of up to him. And even this year, you know, what they were able to do in light of everything that happened, you know, still being able to get John Wall, Boogie Cousins, Christian Wood, you know, like I'm I'm impressed that Houston has, you know, reinvented themselves over and over throughout the years and where most teams aren't committed to that, you know, changing so much. But uh, I'm not sure about where he's at, you know, with his mindset, but everything I've read, it just doesn't seem like he wants to be there anymore. He's yeah, turning on uh, all that money, you know, I, it just doesn't seem like he wants to be there. And speaking of a bad moment, I've seen Tim McMahon and James Harden like low key get into it in the locker room. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh-huh. My first day at Dallas Mavericks game, I ain't gonna yeah. lie to you, man. They, I, I don't think they got into it. It was more like, you know, like, hey, this is, you know, I, Tim asked him a question. I guess, you know, James basically was like, you know, that didn't happen, I guess, or that. And like, Tim's like, I'm pretty sure I checked it. Like, that's what I thought I saw. He goes, well, check again, I guess. I don't know what they were talking about, but it was like, like, did, did that just happen? But, James is James is very like Tim was on him about the whole, you know, going to Vegas. Like, why were you in why were you in Vegas when your team was in Houston training? And yeah, I saw that. I saw that clip. Yeah, I, I just like I just knew like James and Tim are just like the rivals. I feel like they're rivals in a way. So yeah. uh, it was interesting to see like Tim, like when I asked him, uh, how do you do it? Like, how are you able to like when I was like, I'm my question game has gotten much better, but watching Tim. And seeing how confident he is when he asks his question, when he asks questions, and no matter what a player says to him, he's going to just keep going. And the fact that right. he's able to hold his ground, hold his ground against James Harden, was impressive. I mean, he doesn't care if you like him or not; he's going to do his job. With Mark Cuban, he's going to do his job. Um, so I commend Tim. If I ever see him again, which I probably will, I'm, I got to shake his hand. I, I probably won't shake his hand, but I'll probably let him know, like, man, like. Like the way the way you handle it, that's the way I asked him. He was like, "The regular people, man, just you know, just talk to him." And like, he's just so yeah. composed. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Uh, but James is very like, you know, I I really want to see if I mean if we get Jalen Brown, of course, in Houston, it still would fit. And if you say if you get Jalen Brown or Siakam, what do you give the Rockets? In the Western Conference placing, do you give them four through six or six through eight? If they lose, I would probably if they lose Harden and get one of those guys, I would probably say anywhere. I mean, the West is always so 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 crumbled up. You know, um, I would probably say, man, between that six and eight. You know, uh, I don't see them being at the top of the you know standings. I, I think between that six and eight is fair. You know, if they're if they're able to get one of those guys, because they still have a lot of talent over there. So, you know, that would be my guess. Do you think Steven Silas's offense can really put them between, what, what three and three and six, or no? Like, the way he's able to reinvent. And Christian – oh, you covered Christian Woods. What yeah. did you like about Christian Woods in the Midwest? You know, I think that, that versatility, you know, that size, that length. He's a modern NBA player in today's game. You know, his biggest thing is – staying focused, you know, can he, you know, stay focused and adapt and do the right things um, to be a, you know, elite professional and take that next step, you know, next step of his career. Because in Detroit, you know, that was one of the biggest worries, you know, for me talking to people was, you know, just is he, will he be able to, you know, be 100% focused and, you know, lock in on the game of basketball instead of, you know, a lot of things outside of the game. But um, I think the sky is the limit for him, man. He's he's one of the guys everybody was excited about this offseason and, 
uh, Houston has a gem out there as far as his, his basketball talent. Uh, Eric Gordon compared him like, oh, I wouldn't say uh, Eric Gordon and DeMarcus Cousins basically compared. Eric Gordon and DeMarcus Cousins basically like compared him to basically like uh, like AD. Do you see any similarities to that, like to their game? I mean, you know, that's AD. That's top five player in the league. So yeah. I ain't going to go that far. Yeah. But I mean, as far as just the versatility, how long he is, you know, able to stretch the floor. I mean, yeah, it's comparisons there. But, you know, AD, man, that's. That's a whole other level right there. Yeah, it, it's it's a whole other level, but I see what they're talking about. But like eighties, eighties top five, like like I mean, when you're able to play defense at a very high level and guard anybody on the court, and of course have great ball handling and be able to pull up from three like a guard, I mean that's impressive. I mean, AD is just out of this world. And when I when I think of Christian Woods and Anthony Davis, I, I ain't gonna lie, I think of Christian Woods being the B version to Anthony Davis or the great value yeah, version. Definitely. Anthony Davis, can you, can you can you agree on that? I mean, to some extent, yeah. But like yeah. I say, I mean, I, I see you can say that about a lot of guys, though. Just how the way the modern NBA is set up, and everybody's trying to get that type of AD type guy. So, yeah, I kind of see it to some extent. But like you say, it's, it's a lot of guys and teams understanding they need a player who can play multiple positions, long, lengthy. You know, so every team is kind of going after that 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 type of player now. Yeah, I, I would like to see James and Christian actually get it hit it off because I think James loves playing with Christian. Uh, I mean, Christian loves playing with James because he's like he, he described the pick and pop was was I wouldn't say challenging, but he was still trying to figure it out because him and James having that haven't made chemistry just yet because of James Harden showing up late to camp, uh, of showing 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 up late to camp. Uh, so I, I hopefully these two can actually put it together and they're able to just you know build and. Hopefully James Harden is still here. Like you say yes, I say yes. I think that both guys will actually actually be here. But um that's it for the Rockets. But and uh I want to talk a little bit about the about the Pistons. Um and then uh, we can we can we can hang it up. But uh Killing Hayes. What do you like about mm-hmm. Killing Hayes? You know, um Dwayne Casey compared him to a young Jason Kidd. I mean, that might be a little stretch, you know, but Obviously, that size, you know, his his length and being that tall at that position and him being a pro, you know, he's already been a pro. He's young. He's learning from a guy like Derrick Rose as his mentor, as his tutor. Um, and, and the Pistons are really high on him. You know, they, they really, you know, suffered at that point guard spot for a few years now. And I think they're trying to bring in some young blood, some young talent. They've given him the keys to the offense. Now it's up to him to make great decisions, to learn how to play defense, to take better shots, you know. It's going to be a process. It's going to be highs and lows. And they're looking at building for the future instead of just now. You know, they're looking at two, three years in advance and just putting together what resembles a real NBA team. Because last year, just being real, it didn't even look like an NBA team by the end of the year. I guarantee most people couldn't name that roster by the end of the season. So, you know, them just getting guys, Jeremy Grant, you know, uh, Mason Plumley, you know, Josh Jackson, you know, bringing in those type of guys to go with Derrick Rose, Blake Griffin. Um, I think they're just, you know, trying to build and build, and you know, I think they're giving him the keys to the offense, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna live and die with what he does. But they they think he is the one. Do you think uh, Blake Griffin will stay healthy this year? That's the question. That's the million dollar question every year of Blake Griffin's career. You know, <laughs> he always comes back in great shape, but it's, I mean, every year, man, it seems like he, you know, misses some games. And uh, I mean, if you just look at his track record, it's, it's not always great, but. You know, um, who knows, man? I mean, and it's going to be a condensed season, you know, with shorter, you know, least amount of games where more games are meaningful. 
Um, at some point, you know, I, I hate to put injury on anybody, but I mean, that's just how it showed throughout his career. The Pistons can be a playoff team if Blake Griffin's healthy, right? In the East, yeah. I mean, if, if him and Derrick Rose are both healthy, they, they need both of those guys to be healthy. But it would probably be an AC. I don't see them being like a high seed. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it might be sneaking in the AC spot, but yeah, they got, they got a potential, man. They got a potential. Yeah, the 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 Atlanta the, the Atlanta Hawks had a huge upgrade. Um, last thing, uh, Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, of course, Giannis just signed that huge max deal. Um, and of course, they were trying to bring James Harden to Milwaukee, which was interesting because two of those guys had shots thrown at each other for the last two years at the All Star right. game. Just, just in general. Uh, but now it's okay for James Harden to want to go to Milwaukee. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen, but of course, Drew Holiday is there. Um, all those picks are gone. Just, just for Drew Holiday. Uh, I don't know how that happened, but it happened. Um, Milwaukee Bucks. Do they, do they make a Finals appearance? You know. Will, will they beat the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals? And is they're, they're, no? Which, can you finish? My fault. All right. Oh, I, I was gonna say like, do you see like, did, was Giannis right to sign that five year deal with just having Kevin Durant in the East? Yeah, he was right to sign that deal. That's the biggest you know contract in NBA history. First of all, you know, like just coming from where he come from, his path to the NBA was so unique and so different. He was dirt poor, you know, not easy. So when you get that type of money the largest deal in NBA history you tell him he's not gonna sign that so you know just to humanize that aspect first of all the money but on top of that he's a loyal person you know so he looks at it Milwaukee as being the first team that gave him opportunity and you know that means a lot to him you know this is a guy that was still going to high school games to watch his brother last year and still out in the community still accessible to some extent although he is a back-to-back MVP winner so it didn't shock me that he signed uh and I think he sees the organization, whether it's enough or not, we don't know, but he sees the organization making moves. I mean, they did just run it back for another year with the same team. They cleared out their whole bench. They traded to get Drew Holiday. You know, they, they made some moves and trying to show him that they're committed to at least trying to win. Now, will that happen? I'm not sure, but they're my pick to come out the East. You know, uh, and it's not going to be easy. KD and, you know, Kyrie out there, you still got Miami, you still got Boston, Toronto. You know, it's a lot of great teams, but I think Milwaukee has suffered a little hardship and they understand we need to come back and be better and it steps to being a championship team. So I think uh, they got all the potential there, all the tools. Drew Holiday was definitely an upgrade and I think they'll make the finals. I don't think they're going to win it this year, but I think they got the, the talent to make the finals. Which, yeah, they, I mean, that's a huge upgrade from Eric Bledsoe in a way. Um, but man, Eric, it, it was great having you on, man. Um, I want to thank you for, for finally getting on my podcast. It means a lot to me. Uh, me and I let you know, man. Hey, me and Tobias are actually friends. Okay, that's what's <laughs> so up. I was like, oh snap! Like, yeah, yeah. Eric was in your podcast too. Like, yeah, bro. Like, oh snap. But yeah, me and Eric. I mean, me and Tobias are trying to come up, and we're trying. We're trying to get in your level, and of course, you know, Tim's and uh, some of the athletic, and we're just trying to do that. So we're, we're just grinding, man. And it's just a process, and you know, our career is it's, it's hard, but we're gonna keep right. going. Like I said, having you on is motivational, man. And I want, I want to thank you, man. No problem, man. Keep up the good work, man. Thanks for having me. Anytime, man. Hey, you take care, man. Drive safe, okay? All right, man. All right, man.